welcome to Soft Talks. Soft Talks. Where we are going to discuss the show Hard Knocks. We are on episode two, which last night had all the Antonio Brown drama and a little bit more of Gruden. Drama's a little bit hefty of a word. It's more like a uh, a slap fight. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly you're exactly correct. Yeah. If I had to, you know, just before we get into it, if I had to rate this episode over the previous one, it's better. Yeah. Yes. But that's not saying a lot. Yeah. It's not I, I would saying agree. a lot. It 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 was a. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching this episode and about. 20, about 15 minutes after the feet story, the five-minute feet segment, I'm like, yeah, what am I getting out of this? Like, I'm already starting to check out. It's basically like you're in line at a fast food restaurant and you just watch the worker drop your first sandwich on the floor and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to eat that. And the second sandwich they give you, while it wasn't dropped on the floor, it's still cold. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I would rate last night's episode. It's like a cold, it's a cold thing of McDonald's french fries. They're still McDonald's french fries. Yeah. They're cool. So I will say, you know, some of the, some of the, I'll start with some of the good stuff. We got a lot of, of, of Gruden talk, a lot of Gruden reaction last night, which was, was definitely missing from the first episode. And we actually got to hear a little bit, at least Mike Mayock said, I think four sentences in front of the camera, maybe six. I must've missed those. (laughs) I must've must've read one text message and look down, look up and he must've been gone. Now that I think about it, I'm trying to remember even who he was talking to, but he did. His voice (laughs) was heard on the camera. Yeah. Um, but I did, did really like seeing Gruden. Uh, he got wild. Well, that's the Gruden that we all expected in the first episode. Instead we got, uh, Kirk cousins or not Kirk cousins, uh, Derek Carr and his wife that looks like that cat meme with the fancy glasses. The, I mean, that's all she wears. I don't even know what color her eyes are because all she wears are fancy sunglasses. And then her his three sons, uh, Dink, Doink, and Draymond. Yeah, that's all we got. That's, those are accurate names. And then here we are in this episode, and we finally get uh, a lot of mans. Uh, you know, him going, yeah, man, 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 you know, Gruden. And then we got a lot of fucks. I got three, I counted five mans in the first minute of the Hard Knocks episode two. And then he, when he started off saying that we better fucking execute, it was it. Did you, I, I mean, that's what I wanted. Did you catch his line during the, uh, during the Rams preseason game where he was cussing about something and he kind of mumbles to himself, I've got to stop cursing. <laughs> no, I didn't. And then immediately, like the very next sentence, it cuts to him again, and he goes, "What the fuck are we doing?" But so, haven't we all been there? Isn't there oh, like yeah. a moment in your of life course. when you're sitting there, go, "Yeah, I better not do this," or "I wish I wouldn't have said that," and then you go right back and say it oh, like yeah. the next day. No, there's been multiple times in front of this microphone that I have said something horrendous, usually with curse words, and I even think or sometimes say out loud, "Wow, I shouldn't have said that." I think 30 seconds later, I'm saying something equally terrible. So, well, I mean, and if you had to work with Mike Glennon. I mean, you'd probably be saying the same things, too. <laughs> Mike Glennon and Nathan Peterman. The Peterman, Yikes. man. So, I'll, I actually will start with the quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, Derek Carr, I've given up him having any kind of real personality. I I kind of liked, okay, so when um, Gruden started cussing at the, begin, at the pretty much opening, they cut to Derek Carr, and there's a little bit of uneasiness. And I kind of wonder if Derek Carr dies a little bit inside just every time that he cusses or someone on that team cusses. Wait, Derek Carr is like... Oh, he's like ultra, 
you know, Christian, you know, values kind of family. Like okay, I they, thought, I thought I had that correct. Yeah, yeah, they they don't cuss. They're they're a wholesome family and all that kind of stuff, which which is fine. There's no no big problem. Yeah, but we, I mean, Gruden most is of us not that good. Yeah, yeah, Gruden and this Raiders franchise as a Hell historical no. thing. It's just it's just an odd marriage of people. Like the Raiders franchise, you think dirty, grimy, you know, adult X-rated kind of football team, the black hole and all that kind of stuff. And then Derek Carr is this, you know, pristine, you know, quarterback who just doesn't, you know, nothing wrong. He eats all the right things, says the right things. And, you know, it's just a weird marriage. It, it is. And, and I don't... <laughs> I don't want to shit on somebody for being that way because no, 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 and and I'm right, not either. It's just it's just the marriage of there, it. Yeah, it's exactly. Just fun, there's the not interaction. A, there's not a. There's certainly absolutely nothing wrong with being that person, but for the purposes of hard knocks, which is entertainment, and I want entertainment as the selfish, shallow asshole that I am, tuning into a TV show. I don't know. I want something out of him other than just. I just feel like he just says canned answers out of a canned book of the canned responses you need to give. Okay, so... And it kind of is not... It's not entertaining. I, I will say, okay, so Derek Carr uh, figured out the severity of the Antonio Brown injury via um, the press. So they're in this press conference shortly after the the opening scene and the uh, soliloquy by in the poetry slam uh session um <laughs> he's out there in front of everybody and someone's saying yeah his feet look pretty bad and he's like well we haven't really talked about how bad is it oh it's pretty bad and he and because they said it was on his antonio brown's instagram right and Derek carr says well i follow him on instagram i just must have missed it you also work with the guy you haven't seen this guy's feet or this guy hasn't said yeah i went to a cryogenic chamber and got frostbit and um, I've had to drain my feet several times, and for whatever reason, I, I, I guess I really don't get it, but he's had his feet circumcised is what he said no, numerous so times. I, I, I think I know. I, I understand what he's trying to get at, yeah, but it's just a weird thing because he kept saying it. But, like, Derek Carr learns the severity of it through random media member, and it's just it's odd to me. Do it's you believe so that? Odd. Do you believe that he actually learned it through the media? I don't know. I or mean, do you think he's playing that? I, for the I do not know if Derek Carr can lie. I really don't. He may be a robot. He may be a robot. So hold on to the AB stuff because we'll we'll certainly get to that loud. I'm gonna save that for the end of the episode. Um, and the reason being is because they open up the episode talking about AB, and then I thought if they really expect me to watch this whole fucking episode, and that's the only little tidbit they're going to give us about AB, like, I'm going to tune out of this shit. But they didn't. I'll get back to that in a minute. Um, I kind of want to get back to Gruden a little bit about... I liked seeing more of Gruden and kind of how he works and operates, especially with how hard he was on, like, Peterman. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I had that in my notes. Um, him just pushing for Peterman to quit being so fucking slow. Yeah, just to quit being slow and quit being yeah. quit being. I really dense. picked up on that. Like, and maybe it's because we're Tennessee Titans fans and I've seen, I, I've been to training camp this year 
and I see Marcus being slowed, there's a lot of plays where they let Marcus play it out that would have just been sacks. Yeah. So Gruden doesn't let that happen. He just starts yelling. <laughs> He's just like, fucking get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball. Yeah. And that's me on TV. I mean, Gruden is a coach that is a coach of the fans because everybody on the TV, when they see their quarterback hold it on too long, yeah. is just saying, throw the fucking ball. And, and I love that multiple times during practice and during the game, it was either Peterman or Glennon. He was in one of their asses about, why did you do that? Why did you throw that yeah. ball? Why are you not throwing the ball away? You know, just any kind of number of things. I really liked seeing that. I, I liked seeing his reaction, even though it was subtle. I liked seeing his reaction to uh, Max Crosby breaking his hand and then electing to come back in the game. It was subtle. When he first came off, you can hear Max in the background and the doctor's telling him it's broken. You got to come off the field and you see Gruden kind of turn his head just a touch. He's still watching the game, but he definitely just picked up on the fact that one of his hopefully star rookies just broke his fucking hand. And then he wants to know where he is. And then you kind of see this almost a bit of a smirk when he realizes that he's got it in a, in a cast, I mean, he just curled up in a ball and that he's going to come back out and play. I, I did like seeing that. It, it To me, it gave me just a little bit of insight into what kind of Coach Gruden is. And I think Gruden is definitely your type of, if you can play through it, you need to play through it. I, I, uh, I've read both of Gruden's books back in the day. Um, they're both really great. I, I really like Gruden. And I think one of the things I like about him was really on display when he is just talking to Keelan Doss on the sidelines. Yeah. So Keelan Doss, uh, you know, is kind of in his head a little bit about running a certain play, and he's kind of telling him, you know, don't be in your head, don't be in your head. And then he suddenly switches and latches on to this, this thing about Keelan Doss inviting all these women. <laughs> and, and Keelan's like, well, I only got two tickets, but all these women are still coming. And and it was just, I mean, just the stuff that Gruden attaches. Gruden, okay, so Gruden is the spokesperson, or was the spokesperson for Hooters. Yeah. You get it, right? Don't oh, you yeah. get it now? Oh, yeah. Like, after just, to me, that scene, I'm like thinking, yeah, he's a Hooters guy. Like, that is a Hooters guy. He is teaching them. You know, he's teaching them something about football. Don't get it, be in your head. Just do this, just do that, blah, blah, blah. And then he immediately turns around and is like, yeah, so how many women do you bring in? I mean, you got to be thinking, be, be thinking about all those women wearing uh, 89. And he's like, Keelan, Keelan's all pissed off because uh, he didn't get drafted. and But he grew up here in this hometown, and then he's going to have all these people coming. It's just like this wild tangent that he goes on. <laughs> and then he's just going back to watching film. But you, I feel like you, you kind of feel like Gruden is alluding to that, like he he knows where this road is going. <laughs> he was he's been with the Raiders before. <laughs> he, he he afterwards went to Tampa, which I, I've got to imagine Tampa is just filled with endless cliche chasers. So yeah, I, I you know he probably knows the game and and is giving him a little bit of shit for it. But at the same time, is like I feel like everything with Gruden is a bit of a double entendre to where. He's giving him shit about it, but he's also kind of subtly jabbing at him like, this is not my first rodeo, motherfucker. Like, I know how this works. Yeah. You're going to have eight women show up to the game. How distracted are you? Which I thought was really funny. I think Keelan picked up on it a little bit because he goes, didn't you make a comment of like how many women, I don't remember how Gruden phrased it, something about how many women do you know or 
are coming or something. And Keelan says, well, I didn't bring any women with me to camp yeah. or I didn't invite any women to camp or something like that. So I feel like Keelan was definitely picking up on like, oh shit, coach knows I'm a bit of a. <laughs> what, what do you think about the knock on wood thing? Like, uh, I, I, I liked it when Gruden said, yeah. if you're with me, knock on wood, and then everybody did. But then, all of a sudden, in that Keelan Doss yeah. conversation, Derek Carr just starts randomly doing it. I'm thinking, either oh, Derek, why? Yeah, either Derek Carr had an aneurysm. No, I'm kidding. But um, I I think it's neat. I, it, what kind of crossed my mind, the weird part of that is, is how do you... <laughs> How do you learn all that stuff? Like, who told you yeah. when you need to knock? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I didn't get the consistency yeah, of the knock. I don't feel like someone. I don't like. I definitely don't think Gruden stood up and said, "Okay, when I say X, Y, Z, I expect you to knock on the table." Yeah. Right? I feel like someone inside the Raiders organization is telling the rookies, telling whoever, when you think it's an important comment or whatever the hell it is, we're going to knock on the tables, and there's definitely a rookie going, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> we're doing what i mean it's a cool sound and a cool effect and then keelan is t saying something or talking about something and then all of a sudden you just hear Derek carr start he started i mean and it's a thing about you know sex and i'm thinking well that doesn't make any sense compared to what gruden was using the knock yeah. for earlier so we covered pretty in depth uh antonio brown and his feet yeah. For some reason, if you're listening to this and you don't understand, obviously, Antonio Brown has got frostbite, 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 frostbite on his feet from getting in a cryo chamber without the proper um, footwear. I mean, it's pretty disgusting to the point in the show where he's talking about he had to have his feet drained and 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 he and gross. he says he describes it as he has feet that look like a whoopee cushion. Yeah, and then once he immediately said it, not only did I understand the reference because I know what a whoopee cushion is, but it did. Yeah, it, no. all I thought about was His, every time he's walking is a fart sound because it did look like a whoopee cushion. And you know, this got to be painful. If you've ever had a bist, uh, especially a big blister and it's there and you don't pop it, it actually hurts a lot worse once you do. Yeah. You don't have that that fluid boundary between it. So he definitely obviously at some point, if you see pictures of his feet, he had quite a bit of fluid. I mean, from the balls of his feet all the way back to his heels under that whole sheath of skin. It's fucking terrible looking. But the overall arcing thing that I want to get at, and maybe I'm digging into this too far, but I think you got a couple of clear indicators that Gruden is not a fan of his shit. I think the biggest indicator, and we, we did not talk about this before we got on air, and so it's funny that you mention it, was Gruden was talking to the head trainer within probably the first 10 minutes of the episode yeah, uh, in training camp. And there's just this scene where he's talking and the uh, head trainer is explaining that you can't, uh, it has to be natural warmth to repair the skin right. and you all can't. this stuff. Going through all this thing and, and, and then he leaves and shuts up and he leaves and Gruden is just sitting there and you can just see him stewing. It's, yeah. I mean, and it's so powerful that this is the one moment that Gruden is not talking. Nobody's talking. It's just on, someone just left and it's on him. And he's just stewing in this moment of thinking, it's that, I really still don't know when this guy's going to come no, back and exactly. play for this team. It's that look of, if you've ever had to tell your parents that you've done something so stupid and they've just got that kind of, their mouth is almost open, looking at you, blinking, just they can't comprehend the stupidity of what you've gotten yourself into. That's the look he's given. Yeah. And it, it, that's the first moment you see it. And you see it several times in the episode because 
Um, obviously, he does not like being asked questions about it by the press. What head coach would want to have to answer that? But Gruden, being Gruden, to hear him say, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that anymore, is him basically in a very kind way saying, I mean, you can go ahead and shut the fuck up about that because yeah. I am not going to talk about that shit anymore. And you know it's got to be eating him up because Gruden has an opinion on everything. Gruden loves to kind of go diarrhea of the mouth and talk, and, and he does so in an intelligent way, but he'll just, you know, he'll go and ramble. So for him to stand there and basically just shake his head, he's almost gritting his teeth like, oh, I'm not answering that uh, question. He, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, him on the sidelines when that guy, that trainer is telling him that, he, I, I, I just felt it. it. It It's probably the moment that stood out to me was just nothing's being said, just his facial expression of just pure so pissed off. Yes. Fuck this guy. So the episode does finally progress into, I really did think at some point that Hard Knocks was going to try to go that entire episode without referencing the helmet thing. Thank God they did. I don't think they had a choice, right? Because you have the to. foot thing, the feet thing was one thing, as weird as that is to say, but the helmet crap just really started firing well, his and, and let me say this silliness into the stratosphere. HBO's doing it right. They are. I mean, they, they're splitting it up. Okay, you got a little bit of foot action. Now we're going to give you a little bit of head action. Do you feel like... Do you feel like... The, <laughs> really, you like that? I almost went right past that, <laughs> not realizing what you did. And that was not so subtle, and I appreciate you for doing that. Um, Do you feel like... I do. I do truly believe this. Do you feel like that the Hard Knocks producers sat down with Groot or whoever has the final cut and said, there's no way. Okay, we'll edit some of the more egregious things because you got to think that they found out more information behind the scenes, either about his feet yeah. or the helmet. Fine, we'll edit out the crazy shit of this, but there's no way we're going to cut this episode and not talk about the, the helmet. And I you feel like have they to. did. Yeah. I mean, and, and to be honest, if I was Gruden, I'd let them. Because you uh, know yeah, what's yeah, going to yeah. happen if yeah. you don't let them? It's going to continue to go on. Right. Because everybody's going to be like, well, HBO sucks because they didn't do this. So we're, there must be more to the story. Right. I said this on our main cast that I really, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if the helmet thing is Gruden and the Raiders basically showing Brown like, dude, there is a line and we're not going to play this game all season. I, I, <laughs> I kind of want them. <laughs> okay. So here's what I want them to do. I kind of want them to have Brown in this table. Okay. No, I just thought something different. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Al Davis, it plays Howie Mandel and deal or no deal. And they have 20 <laughs> Raiderettes or whatever they're called with different helmets. And Antonio Brown has played deal or no deal picking his helmet. But and Jen, John Gruden's the guy in the booth. But I feel like one of the helmets has got to be like one of the old leather helmets yeah. or like some just something terrible. Yeah, I think I think that, and then he should have to play on that. So <laughs> you see what I really do like, kind of the culmination of this week's as the world turns with Antonio Brown and Gruden, is that Gruden gives it to the cameras a couple more times. Of I don't remember if this scene comes before the one I'm about to reference, but I'll put it that way. Someone asks Gruden. Did you like what you saw or something about that? I don't think it was in an interview. I, I think it was him making a comment to his coaches. And he goes, at some point, I'd like to see my entire wide receiver core, which is definitely a little bit of a dig at Brown. Yeah. And then the final scene that really nailed it home with me with Gruden that he's definitely 
getting fed up with this shit is he's sitting in a coach's meeting and he says with not much of a grin on his face. So where's my boy Brown? Because the part you and I have not referenced is again, like in the first episode where hard knocks just kind of nonchalantly threw out there that Richie incognito suspended for the first two games. Let's just leave out the part about his dad's head. You know, the second episode hard knocks kind of nonchalantly skates past Antonio Brown is leaving camp. I mean, he just kind of was like, yeah, uh, and, t- and I think he goes, and Antonio <laughs> Brown is done with camp. So let me just put this into perspective, Titans fans. You know how worked up everybody is about Mariota and Tannehill right now. Could you imagine if, if Paul Karski reports on Monday that, well, Mariota has decided to leave training camp. I mean, that's essentially what just happened here. And Hard Knock skated past it like Antonio Brown had a severe bowel movement. I mean, they just went right past it. I mean, it. it was just, it's ridiculous. So I really, truly think that there is obviously, and I'm not, I don't think I'm guessing it's something that's that earth shattering, but I mean, Brown leaving camp obviously was a big deal. And it, it really got under Gruden's skin. And this whole thing with the helmet is just not, it's obviously just the cherry on top of it. I would not be surprised if Antonio Brown left camp and told them afterwards that he was gone, that he just left camp at the end of the day. And then I dropped Gruden a text yeah. message, said, man, what's up, bitch? He's <laughs> like, not did, you not che- did you not check your DMs? I'm sorry, did you not pull up WhatsApp? Because yeah. I got helmet problems. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't use iMessage, I only use WhatsApp. And I, I'm I'm reading into it too far. I know I am. But the look on Gruden's face, he was not happy right there at the end of that episode where he's like, has anybody heard from my boy Brown? Or he's, I don't remember exactly that phrase. Just some along those lines. And so I I think I think Gruden's had it. I I I'll I'll kind of wrap up my synopsis of the episode with this. I say all that and I'm enjoying talking about it. And it, it sounds funny. And if you haven't watched the episode, please go, do go watch it. I mean, it, it is still good. I don't want to say it's bad TV because it is good TV, but for what Hard Knocks has been, it is very vanilla. And it is very obvious that the Raiders organization is cutting out some of the drama. And, and, and I get it. If I was a head coach or a GM of a team, I would not want this distraction. You hear every offseason how many GMs and coaches do not want to be selected for Hard Knocks, are probably actively working behind the scenes to to make sure that they are not in their building because they don't want to have to deal with the extra distraction of even looking at film and deciding if that's something they want to see on TV. They just want to go out and run their team the way they want to run their team. But all that being said, it is very obvious that the Raiders organization is, is tailoring this to try to prevent it from being as much of a distraction as it is. But I think it's, I, I do believe it's actually going to start to have a reverse effect because it's obvious that the Hard Knocks producers, and a couple of reporters even made reference to it this week, that the Hard Knocks producers know that they left too much on the shelf for week one. And the weird part about the show is it's not like you're watching Breaking Bad, where the show was filmed a year ago, eight months ago, and it's like, well, that's the edit we put out, so that's what you're getting. They're literally editing these shows up until, I think, 24 hours before they air, yeah, which is pretty wild. So, you know... As we're sitting here talking, that means that as of like next Monday morning, 
is probably when they're putting their final edit together. So if anything else crazy happens up into and through Sunday night, you can bet if you're reading it on Twitter, it's probably going to be a part of the episode. So I feel like that the, the Hard Knocks producers have definitely taken notice of the fact that they made the first two or first episode two vanilla. So I'm interested to see what episode three is. But if they just skate through it, I am going to start losing interest in it. What does that mean for soft talks? We're going to still record it. Because <laughs> I will force myself yeah. to watch it. I mean, it's just like the bullshit you and I and every other fan of every other team does when their team starts to suck. It's like preseason. Oh, let me put it this way. Mario to shits the bed by week eight. Tannehill comes in and he's very mediocre. We're well, still going to watch we're it. We're still going to watch it. We're still going to pitch. Yeah. We're still going to get in front of a microphone because it makes for good entertainment. And right, right. now, Hard Knocks is good entertainment. Yeah. It's 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 something. I don't know if I'm ready to say good entertainment, but I, you know, it is. I, I I will. You know, you you made y'all said I need to go back and watch it. I've watched now two episodes, yeah. and, and I feel, uh, third epi- third episode. We'll we'll see. We'll feel, see. Feel, it's five, right? Feel, five episodes. It's five episodes. I feel okay. a little bad dragging you back into it on the pretense of like, how would you not watch an hour long yeah. show about football? I get it's entertaining in the way that. A dog taking a giant dump in the front yard is entertaining. Yeah. Like, how is that happening? But then you're like, I just watch a dog take well, a shit. It, it, to me, it's like watching uh, <laughs> the first season of a new show. And yeah. then them trying to watch, trying to compare it to shows now and stuff like that. Like, sh- after the first run of episodes, it's pretty good. I, I don't know. How many episodes? It, it's it's something outside of hard knocks yeah before we close this up <clears throat> how many episodes of a brand new tv show do you give it by default before you check out it's very hard for me to check out of a show because if if it has good plot lines regardless how bad it is i'll really? at least I'll, I'll at least watch it through but i i think most shows now if it doesn't capture me by the first episode i'm i'm pretty out on it's, it it's funny you say that i will give a tv show two to three episodes yeah i'm pretty and close you, to that if you partially catch my attention with some interesting plot lines like you're saying yeah i'll fight through it like we may at some point have to get in front of a microphone and talk about my complete disdain for handmaiden's tale even though i really wanted to like it but uh, we we couldn't get past the uh, first episode it's in this household. So incredibly, it's depressing. too depressing. It's, it's one. Of, it's the. It's not one of the. It's the most depressing show I've ever watched. But not tonight. And everybody tells that. me. Everybody says, "Hey, make it through it because it's still depressing, yeah. but it's very good TV." No, like I, I can know. watch. I can go back and watch shows like we just finished up. Uh, Veronica Mars. Yeah. Nothing too terribly great. Nothing too terribly bad. But I'd rather watch a show that doesn't make me depressed. Then yeah. watch Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Like, I'd rather go watch this jib. I mean, Veronica Mars is nothing special. But it was a fun, well-written, all the characters are played through all the way through yeah. the seasons and all that kind of stuff. It, I mean, it's, it's good. So we're at that we're at that episode for me of my kind it, of my, my rule close. set to where episode three of Hard Knocks kind of needs to grab me. Yeah. Because... If it doesn't, I mean, I'm still going to watch them, and I'll, I will record this, but I'm going to check out, and it's really going to make me question whether or not I want to watch next season, only because I feel like the teams are going to look at the way that the Raiders handled the producers of Hard Knocks this year, yeah. and they may try to get away with more next year to where it's going to turn into this very vanilla, like, 
not entertaining product to watch. The good thing about Hard Knocks, it gets the benefit of having just five one-hour episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's, a, that's a huge benefit and huge advantage in its favor. Well, this has been fun, giving you a little bit of soft talk about Hard Knocks. Soft talks. Soft talks. Thank you for tuning in and listening, as always. Find us on Twitter, at FWordsPod. You can leave us dirty messages on Patreon, or, you know, if you want to subscribe, that would be nice, too. Um, for Zach Lyons and Mr. Lebowski, this has been about the softest talk you can get. You've been softed. Mm-hmm.